Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Mas, the official podcast of Somos Mas NM, and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. First of all, Happy New Year. Thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you being here, listening in on your podcast services, uh, whichever one that may be. My name, of course, is Seth Bidoff. Joining me this evening for our first show of 2023, Jacob Terrell, Earl Nieto. And guys, I, Jacob, we were, you and I were just talking a few minutes ago, right before the show started. It's been a minute. That. It, it has been a minute since we've sat down, since we recorded, well, really anything. And uh, I know, you know we've kept in touch, obviously, over the holidays. And and uh, I just want to ask you, how how did things go? How were your holidays? How are the kids? Did the kids make out like bandits for Christmas? Oh, I think he's talking to you, Earl. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. So now the cat's out of the bag. Calm down. Calm down. Calm no, down. shut your mouth. Okay, shut go ahead. So now the cat's out of the bag. Yes, I do have a five-year-old in my life. Um, but no, I don't know if she made out like a bandit because I didn't get her any. Oh, I got her one gift. So go ahead, Seth. I mean, Jacob. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they they did fairly well. Uh they're also fairly young, and we try. We try really hard to keep the number of useless toys out of the house. Um, but we had fun. We, uh, Me and Allie got to have a night away from the kids for the first time, I think, in over a year, uh, which was nice. Uh, oh, those are toys now, still. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. still there. Those will probably not go anywhere for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, um, you know, we were on the road, but, uh, just for a short little trip to Albuquerque there. So it, it wasn't too bad. We, I am glad that it's over, honestly, because holidays are stressful lately. So, <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, you know, I, I know that you guys typically, you know, visit family and things. Did you guys make it down to uh, Berlin this year or no? Yeah, that's what, I mean, we stayed at Isleta, but we visited my family and her family. Okay. Uh, for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and then we came back Monday after Christmas. I was able to have a few days off just because my boss was like, hey, uh, I'm retiring before next Christmas, and so you'll probably have to work every Christmas mm-hmm. from here on out. So I will give you this Christmas <laughs> off. Well, that was kind. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we were able to to enjoy that, and uh, I'm looking forward to making everybody come to me next year, though. So we don't have to pack up what will be four kids at that point, and and shuffle things around so earl how were your holidays just you, dandy. Uh, just dandy okay <laughs> um it looked like you but you spent some time with some family um were you out of town at all or were you just out in the your area out there well i was not home that's for sure okay um, i was not in moyarty mcintosh area so christmas eve i went to my mom's house and spent the night over there just hung out there and then christmas day came home the day after Christmas, went up north to my girlfriend's house and spent a couple days out there, and then came home. Oh, yeah, very nice. It sounds like you, uh, sounds like you had a, a an enjoyable holiday as well. Um, uh, I put a lot of miles on my car. I bet. No doubt. No doubt. With, with what you told us about the distance from from where you guys are at, I I don't doubt it. Um, any New Year's resolutions, guys? Hold on. Did I have okay. a fever dream, or did you go back to Atlanta for Christmas? No, I, I was out there um, over thanks Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah, he was drunk. How was your Christmas? 
it was good christmas was good um you know the boy i showed you guys <laughs> the pile of toys behind me the boys obviously may not like bandits you know um like like you try to keep it minimal but you know of course grandparents and yeah. great grandparents all that kind of stuff and so yeah if you guys had seen this i mean I was, you guys saw the tree before christmas um nothing got put out until christmas eve kids you know came over on christmas day opened everything and they had an absolute blast like there's lego there's video games there's board games there's, there's all kinds of stuff and yeah it was it was fun it was fun do you guys do santa uh yeah the boys uh still believe in santa so they got santa oh, gifts oh, and, and things if you're listening to this with kids um oh yeah there you go <laughs> um yeah no they they still believe i i'm pretty sure my oldest um doesn't but he play at least plays along you know he he plays along with the elf on the shelf and all that kind of stuff and and, uh i end up you know i bought myself a couple things you know from from santa Santa. uh just to kind of help keep the keep that alive especially for my youngest you know so yeah uh but no it was good you know i still had to work over holidays but you know i was here at home didn't have to go anywhere uh so it was it was really nice <laughs> robert over in the chat robert we appreciate you being here new year's resolution jacob needs to have less white claw outbursts and respect earl more i don't even know what that means white claw is disgusting first of all and second of all i don't what is give me one example robert of a white claw outburst that i've had other than when earl goes all earl mode on me and i have to put him straight <laughs> But while, while Robert is coming up with that, I mean, like I said, did you guys have any New Year's resolutions? Any, you know, anything that you, like you want to like, maybe not even, not necessarily like a, a resolution, but something you want to work towards in 2023? Well, Earl bought a parenting book. Um, so I, I think he's working on that. Uh, what to expect when you're expecting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> Despite the fact that I'm sitting here eating, you guys are uh, fucking hostile today. <laughs> it's just me, to be fair. Hey, Andres over in the chat. Andres, how you doing, buddy? Appreciate you being here. Despite Glad the fact that I'm sitting here eating Mother's frosted covered animal crackers, uh, I do really need to work on getting in a little bit of shape so I can go to the academy uh, mm-hmm. this summer. Uh, but um, I have a killer sweet tooth, and this was the smallest thing I could find. So. Well. Um, baby steps yeah there you go yeah i I mean for me it's uh i mean you guys know that i went through you know a big uh a a big a a big weight loss over the over the past year or so and and so over the holidays obviously you eat more you know and then being at home the kids wanted all these treats in the new year's eve they wanted all sorts of stuff so like it's you know i'm getting back on track i've been running i've been you know been doing some uh been doing some uh some some free weights and things like that there i'm happy my apartment complex is they're renovating the entire gym the entire fitness center so all brand new equipment at some point soon so it'll be nice um (laughs) will you dog the ice cubes and eggnog so to be fair i don't think i dogged the ice cubes i dogged the warm eggnog that was what i was like earl no um and so and that's not a, I don't know how that's a white claw outburst. Robert's just a hater. Uh, that's that. And I had him on the podcast. We had him on the podcast together and we treated him with nothing but respect. And yet he's still <laughs> hashtag team Earl. Maybe he's hashtag team Earl because he was Earl being gone was the reason he was on the podcast. So he's happy that Earl was gone that time. So he could come on. That very well could be. And, 
you know, I mean, there's no telling what 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 uh what that. There you go. Robert plans on attending the New Mexico United Way. Nice. There you go. Um, I don't know when fun. that is, so I don't know if I'll be here, but uh, but um, I will. Yeah, we're gonna look we're gonna it. get to that here in just a little bit. Uh, Earl, uh, the last time we talked to you, you were beardless. The beard has returned. Um, any resolutions? Anything that anything you want to work towards here in 2023? Yeah. So you guys are both talking like health wise and getting in shape and eating less graham crackers at fucking nine o'clock at night. It's not graham crackers. It is frosted covered animal crackers. Get it right. If Sorry. You're gonna talk shit. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not talking shit. I just wasn't paying attention because I was busy getting my my uh, banana pudding. So, um, I I think you think that's healthy because it has the word banana in it. <laughs> I oh, I know it's not healthy. <laughs> okay, just making sure. I know it's not healthy, but what I do know is healthy is giving up drinking. And you guys got the video where I officially gave up drinking December fourteenth. So, to, to you, did, fair, you did say that. Did you stick to? Have you stuck to it? Yep. Okay. To be fair, the alcohol that you were pouring down the drain was alcohol that I would pour down the drain, uh, even though I have not stopped drinking. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I've even the. The hell was it called? I'm looking at it. Sipping nog? It. Yeah, the sipping nog. Really? Down the drain. That's probably the reason why you had to quit, is because you were drinking like two of those jars <laughs> a day and they have like 10,000 calories in a jar. We were going to get oh, Earl over here if you kept drinking those. So I really gave up drinking because obviously I have a family now. So trying to be responsible. Well, you do realize you are still allowed to drink. Both of us have a family. <laughs> oh, I know. I just, I was drinking a lot. Yeah, fair enough. Like Friday, Saturdays, drinking nonstop. So yeah, I, I gave it up. Well, as long as it's in moderation, you're okay. Like that's right. the thing. It was, you know, it was not moderation. Robert says, I'll bring my jersey with a star of C. Jacob with the white claw frosted graham cracker outburst. <laughs> He's gonna bring his uh, Dallas Cowboys jersey. Boo! Please tell me that you know that what he means, right? Please yes. tell. Me. Okay. Yes, I know what he means. The fucking ugly striped shirts that they have with the star right here. Earl is drinking Robert if he comes into Mexico. Okay. All right. Oh, I mean, we do I, have. Hold on. No, we're just gonna yeah. gloss over that. Okay. All right. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. We're trying to keep this thing out. We don't have time for. <laughs> Robert, sorry to break your heart, but I'm looking at the past two minutes, but I gave up drinking. He said with. He's he, a, I know. It's a win. No, I, yeah, it's uh no new year, new us. We are, we're going to work at being a little bit more concise, just a little bit and uh, getting through the information. Uh, we're working yeah, on some things right. behind the scenes about you know, maybe a new format. Uh, we got some, Jacob and I have some plans that we said. <laughs> Earl does not know this yet. No, because Earl hasn't been around. Yes, exactly. Earl hasn't oh, been not, around. So. Or we, so we have just a little behind the scenes here. We have a group chat, right? Mm -hmm. The three of us on a group message. Uh, usually it's fairly active. I couldn't count the times how many times my phone would just go ding, 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 because these two were going <laughs> back and forth. And now Earl, I think he's got like five texts in it the last month and a half because uh, family and everything. Well, first Divorce he, will do that to you. That's fair seth has also gone through a divorce since we started this process <laughs> and but I disappeared i was still living with that divorced person so you use the past tense there is this something we can discuss on air as to what the situation there is or you want to wait till yeah. we're 
Yeah, she gave me a Christmas gift and moved the fuck out. But your current girlfriend lives 45 or over an hour away. So how much are you actually going to be home? <laughs> I don't know. How do, so, okay, before we get into I got to ask Earl, well, this is not something we have discussed yet. And this is something that, that just, how is your girlfriend going to deal with you doing the podcast? Actually, she's okay with it. What are the odds of getting her on the podcast? Ooh, there we go. What are the odds of getting her? Or is, so, question. Answer. Go get her right now and put her on the podcast. <laughs> That's what she's I was asleep. asking. She's, she's asleep. asleep. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's putting her five-year-old to bed. Oh, so she's not asleep. She's just putting the kid to bed. She's putting the kid to bed. Um, okay, well, when she's put the kid to bed, you wave maybe. her over. And you, Maybe. you sit yeah. it down, and we're going to ask her some very awesome questions. I promise. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. New year. We're going to try to, we're, we are working on some things behind the scenes, um, new formats, because obviously Jacob mentioned he's going to, police, to the police academy at some point later this year. Um, so do you want to, it just came to my mind. Are you trying to get her on air so you can actually think that she's, so you can know she's real? No, I saw yes. Trevor on Instagram. Okay. And Seth met her. So yeah. I, I believe she, she is real. real. I promise you. She is real. I, I just want to ask her if she's okay. I, I want her to blink twice <laughs> if she's in trouble. <laughs> I'll ask her. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So Jacob will be going to the police academy. So we are going to be making some, uh, some format changes. Uh, we're going to work on throughout the year. And as Jacob prepares to leave we have already uh reached out to uh, at least i've already reached out to one person who will be uh coming on the show with us uh on a semi-regular basis working on some additional content ideas um working on trying to get some other folks to join us throughout the time that jacob is gone um we're also going we're also looking at doing a a, a another like weekly show or you know match day show so to speak. Um, we'll have all that finalized here before the season starts. We're at, we are obviously going to continue our uh, bi-weekly show up until probably about the beginning of March. Um, and right around there, we'll start getting back into more weekly content as the season approaches. So a um, lot of things going on behind the scenes. Earl, we, you will get filled in on all this. I do. Pro I promise you that. Um, we'll let you know exactly what's going on and uh, we'll get your input as well. Um so that being said, guys, it's been a big, big week and a half, two weeks for New Mexico United and the New Mexico runners. The New Mexico runners, obviously, we talked about them, uh, I think, right before the, the break. The runners won their road opener, they won their season opener on the road, came back to New Mexico, played out the Rio Rancho event center this past weekend where they took on the Amarillo Bombers. And it was just a fantastic game. Earl was there. I was there. And uh, had a chance to talk to Coach Steve Amaletta and Marshad Amadi after the show, after the match. Um, got their reactions. Which I, I will edit in to the audio feed of the podcast, uh, so you'll hear that right now. All right, go here with Coach Steve Amaletta. Coach, home opener in the books. Come from behind, win. I mean, initial thoughts on the play from the guys today. Overall, XK. Uh executed what we have been working on and then of course the mistakes are the exact things that we have talked about from day one and worked on but those are the mistakes that cost you in indoor soccer completely different than outdoors once again 
Uh, we've talked about this in the past. Different rules, no offsides. There's walls. The ball doesn't go out of bounds. So, you yeah. know, it's hard to break those outdoor, you know, <laughs> the habits. They're good habits outdoor. It's fundamentally the right habits, but indoors, some of that stuff's a race. So we'll be at it. Let the boys know they get to celebrate till Tuesday night because Wednesday morning this game's in the books and it's yeah. done and it's over with. Well, there you go. Yeah, we talked to Andres a couple weeks ago and a large portion of the squad came back from last year. How much does that help coming into the season here, especially getting the unbeaten start? Oh, it tremendously. You know, those guys were the players at the end that really were kind of reserve players during the year. And we kind of clean house a little. Um, just, well, it needed to happen, you know? And, um, very successful toward the end of last season, coming into this season successful. Some of them actually taking the lead roles. It's a little rough, yeah. but along there, along with tryouts, we picked up a couple key players and tryouts that are going to be tremendously helpful. We've kept our roster pretty low this year in terms of uh, reserve players. We're not going heavy like we've done in the past. And, you know, so far it's paying off. The guys believe in one another. They trust one another. Uh, they like one another. So it's fun. You yeah. can see they're having fun on the field. Yeah, it definitely seemed that way today. And obviously some physical play yeah. um, today. Amarillo's team got some size to him. Yeah. Colton Ord, fantastic play from him today. It looked to be on the, on the top of this game today. Yeah. Um, can you speak about his performance and some of the key tackles he made throughout oh, the night? Colton's Colton. The thing is, every time he goes in for a tackle, I have all the confidence in the world. And he, that's the right attitude. You know, as a defender, you have to have that. Now sometimes... His timing might be a little off, you know, and he's a strong guy. He's not a big, big dude, but he's strong. Yeah. And so when he hits you, you know it. So a 50-50 ball, when he leaves his feet, it it looks like a foul because, I mean, these guys are, you know, they're moving. Yeah. So, you know, that's something we've dealt with with Colton since 2020, you know, and um, I mean, I'm very, very happy with his play today. And I know he's going to get two minutes. He, I, You know, I challenge you, next home game you're watching, he'll look at me and just smile and shake his head because... He has a reputation in yeah. the league, so anything even close, they blow the whistle at this point. Yeah, he got, kind of got a talking to early on from the official for a little bit of a hold down at that end. But, yeah. uh, you know, you could definitely see the gamesmanship going on and his uh, his soccer IQ and yes. just the way he performs on the pitch. And, yeah. You know, he really seemed to be like a key today, you know, yeah. particularly defensively. Well, he is, and he, he'll continue to be a key on this team. And his IQ is, you know, hopefully, you know, the thing with these guys is, um, you know, we analyze well we respect each other first you know that comes then communication and then learning if those three are in place and these guys believe in it and Colton's believed in that from day one and so you could see year to year his improvement you know and his knowledge on the field it, it grows and it grows so tremendous effort from him today uh, Mershad fantastic opening because he's in nine goals now talk yeah. a little bit about him he seems to be like a man on a mission almost yeah so Mershad and the thing with Mershad he's he checks in the whole game, but he really gets rolling when he's under pressure. You know, the la I did not take him out the almost nine complete minutes and how many goals did he have as a result of that. Because once, when he feels the heat on and the pressure that we have to perform, he, he goes, he goes. And that pace you cannot maintain the whole game. I play him the whole game and I play him a normal shift, but once we get toward the end, uh, th that's, you know, if you notice, we really tweak our lines the last five or six minutes, and it paid off greatly today. Some days it's not going to, but we were fortunate today that we responded really, really well to that, and um, the score shows it. Yeah, the guys obviously answered well after falling behind early and then uh, again throughout the match, and just the back and forth up there. You know, what's the message? You know, at halftime coming out, you're down 
you know, trying to get back into it and then pulling out here four goals, four consecutive goals from her shot in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Well, the thing with indoor soccer, there's natural breaks. You know, we play with quarters. So we always look at a game as, or um, each quarter is a game. So it's really, really simple in that respect because you really understand the timing of it. There's a break. We win each quarter. Okay, if we're down a quarter or if we've lost a quarter, guess what? We've got to come back the next quarter and come back and win yeah. or bare minimum tie. You know, so I think taking little bites that way. And once again, these guys know. I mean, you know, look what happened in the last few minutes, how many goals we put in. Indoor soccer is amazing that way. You know, you could be down four and win with three minutes left. You know, and um, and I've learned quite a bit about the guys, too, who I can keep in longer as the game continues. You know, uh, the different squads, uh, the different shift changes. And... The great thing with these guys, I, I have a pretty good understanding of all my guys' abilities, more so this year than in the past. So going in, definitely going into the fourth quarter, usually by the third quarter, it's pretty simple to see the matchups and what the other team's bringing to you on what squad. So if you can make your adjustments and get those matchups where they're superior, you know, that definitely, it's not a guarantee still, right. but it definitely, you know, puts uh, a little more luck on your side. Talk about this crowd here today. Um, Great, great crowd in attendance here. How does it feel to be back at the Rio Rancho Event Center and get some uh, get some time in here in front oh, of the home team? I mean, it, I've been chomping at the bit for this as the coach, you know, for a year. I was very excited the way the season ended last year, and this is it was it was a great turnout. And if that game doesn't sell itself to fans, yeah. there's you know there's no selling this game. You know, other than going out, knocking on doors, and giving away tickets and begging people to come. I mean, that will keep people coming back. I mean, you know, we've talked in the past. I'm, you know, I'm a soccer purist, outdoors. Yeah. You know, but indoors, 22, 17, I'm okay <laughs> with it. You know, and I was a yeah. defender my whole playing career. I don't like getting scored on. But in indoors, you know what? You got to give up one to get three or four. It's okay. Yeah. You know, and what's, that's exciting. You know, people who don't understand soccer have never really liked soccer. This changes the game, at least as a spectator. Yeah, I was talking to, you know, Earl's here tonight. You know, he's here um, with a, a, someone who's first time ever seeing a game. Yeah. Uh, in person or, you know, even you know, on Facebook or wherever. And, you know, they were saying that it's just immensely fun to watch. And that's the same reaction I had coming out to watch you yeah. guys. And, you know, when you're, like you say, if you can't sell it, you know, then how do you get, you know, I said other than giving tickets away, I mean, you know, trying to grab people to pull out here. Like, what's the message to, to people saying, hey, come out and watch a game live? What? I, I mean, you watch it. Yeah. What's your thought as a fan? For me, you know, I, I look at everything as a coach. I, I can't look. I don't watch soccer at any level. The World Cup, of course, I watched. Yeah. I watch it as a coach. You know, it's always, mm, you know, I see why he did that. Or, you know, I think maybe I would have done this. You know, everyone's yeah. a coach, actually, you know, when you're watching a game that way. But how much fun it is. And, and really in sports, how much, real quick, awesome game. Thank Ruiz. you, Coach. I love you, brother. I Good job. You, Good job, man. Um, it's fun. Yeah. It's actually fun, you know. Uh, and you're so close to the field. Yeah. That really helps, too, you know. Yeah, after really Luis helps. scored down there at the end, he came up and banged on the glass right in front of where I was standing, yeah. you know. Where else do you get something like that, you know. Yeah. It's just an, it's an incredible atmosphere. Yeah. And it's an incredible product here on the pitch. The guys are playing well here early in the season. Yeah. And uh, we have a long way to go, but things are things are looking really good so far. Yeah, one game at a time. And so far, each game we've come up to, you know, we've done well. But the season's early, you know. Um, great performance early on sometimes is not the right 
thing to do. Yeah. You always want to win. But the really great thing is with both of our victories, there's so much that we've left on the table that we haven't even addressed this year. So for me as a coach going in to the season and as we roll, we still got a long way to go. You know, the answers are not all there. We have a lot of questions still that we have to pose to the team, and that's good. Because if there were no more questions and this is the best we've got, you know, God help us as the season goes along because it's really easy for people to play catch up. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Coach, thank you so much, man. It's so good man. to see you again. All right, we're here with Marshad uh, Ahmadi, obviously the leading goal scorer on the day, leading goal scorer on the season for the runners. Marshad, what do you, I mean, you look like a man on a mission these first two weeks. What are you seeing out there? What's feeling good about being on, back on the pitch this year? It's feeling so much, it's feeling so great that to be back and to try to do what I did last season. I scored a lot of goals in only seven games, but uh, I'm, my goal is to break that record and try to break more records during this season so I can be on top of the whole league. That's my goal for this season. How does it feel about being back at the event center in front of the home crowd after getting the win last, uh, or before Christmas, I should say? It feels amazing. It feels amazing seeing all these fans coming up to support us, and it gives me more energy to seeing these fans here and just supporting us and just cheering for us, and it gives me more energy trying to give it all 100%, more than 100% to just sacrifice everything I have on this field for them to just to be happy and to score goals for them. A lot of continuity from last season, a lot of guys coming back. Does that help with the flow, getting into things, you know, once training started this year and now that you're actually in the game flow? Yes, sir. Since, since a lot of players from last season are staying, we had a, during the last season, uh, during, the end of, during the end of the season, last season, uh, all the players started playing really good together. They were communicating and they had a good chemistry. And now those players that came back this season, we have we got that chemistry going, and we got new players that we all got the, this amazing chemistry going, and everyone's doing great. I appreciate your time, Rashad. Yes, thank you so great much. Great job today. Thank you so much. And we're back. So yeah, there you go, folks. There's our uh, interviews with Coach. Uh, Steve Amaletta and Rashad Amadi from Saturday at uh, the Rio Rancho Event Center, where the Rio, where the, the New Mexico Runners defeated the Bombers 11 to 8, come from behind victory for the Runners. Uh, Rashad Amadi in the fourth quarter played like a man possessed, four goals unanswered all by himself to give the Runners the lead in the fourth quarter and pull ahead by the three goal, three goal lead there. Um, Earl, since you were there, I want to ask you first. I mean. You've obviously been there before. We know Andres. We know the club. We know Coach Steve. And you had some guests. You had your girlfriend there, her daughter with you. Um, I mean, first of all, you know, and she told me this was her first ever live soccer game. Um, so what was her reaction to it, and how did her daughter enjoy it? So first off, we'll start off with her daughter. Um, her daughter loved it. She did get a bit, a bit exasperated about – Oh, seven minutes, uh, seven minutes left of the fourth quarter because she is five mm -hmm. and her attention span is about the size of a squirrel, which is also mine. So we're good there. Um, but yeah, so her daughter loved it. Um, my girlfriend, she also loved it because it was fun. Um, and you said I'd been there before and that's actually fake news, sir. I had never been to a runner's game. Really? I thought you yeah. had been. Mm -mm. Okay. So well, I, well how was your experience then? Okay. I loved it. I mean, obviously, a sports fan. Um, 
So it was it was great. I had a lot of fun, especially being there with my family. I'm putting in quotations. Um, yeah, it was it was fun. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, like I said, we know Andres. He was on the show a few weeks ago, uh, talking about the upcoming season. And yeah, I mean, you know, the runners came out entertaining as always. And you'll hear it from what Co- and Coach Steve's interview talks about. You know, getting people out there, guys. If you haven't been out there go out and catch a game uh, for the runners. Like it's a fantastic atmosphere and the play on the pitch is just something it's really, really fun. It's a fast physical style of play. And you know, the bombers on Saturday, they had some big guys. Um, They had some sizable guys out there taking the pitch. And uh, yeah, there, there were uh, some questionable calls. We'll put it that way. A couple questionable fouls. Um, Earl, who stood out for you on Saturday in terms of the runners and their performance on, on, on the evening? Um, those two of them. Obviously, Mershad stood out because of his uh, possessive, demon-possessed fourth quarter last five minutes. Um, that was probably the most interesting, fun five minutes I've ever watched in my life. Um. But yeah, so obviously that was that was fun watching that past five the last five minutes with Mershad. Um, but then Nate, he stood out at the end. I mean, especially mm-hmm. coming up with some pretty big saves at the end of it to hold the lead. Um, so yeah, so Nate Yeager, who stood on his head the last three minutes, maybe four minutes, he was on your end down there by the jumper. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had probably the best view of it. But from where I was sitting up, I mean Watching Rashad just run down and do his thing, and then watching Nate do his thing, standing on his head, doing backflips and doing whatever he could until he got hurt or he picked up the blue card and then bring in a Chucky. Um, but the last three minutes that he was in there, it was it was great. Yeah, you mentioned Nate Yeager, of course, you know, goalkeeper for the runners. Uh Nate actually picked up a knock early in the first quarter um with a collision you know which in my opinion you happen you know happened right in front of me probably should have been a, a a blue card on the the bombers player that ran into him uh came down took a took a took a knock on his left leg and was nursing it for most of the most of the afternoon um at one point looking that he might even come out before hit the blue he received his blue card there in the fourth quarter um but yeah great performance by Nate Yeager absolutely outstanding job blocking some of those shots picking up some of the rebounds off the boards uh, yeah can't talk enough about what a good job that he did um i want to pick up Col- uh, colton ord uh dude i mean colton ord if you once you see him out there like you see who he's like you'll never like not recognize him anywhere um fast physical player super high footballing iq like you could see like he made some really t- real timely tackles uh, on the pitch to uh, stop a few attacks by by the bombers, uh, so really great to see Colton out there and see how Coach Steve has got these guys playing uh, here early in the season. Um, so, yeah, it was just a uh, just a really incredible night. The you know the runners came from behind multiple times until until right there in the fourth quarter and handed the Amarillo Bombers their first defeat of the season. The Bombers came in at 2 and 0. Um yeah, here you go, New Mexico runners uh, Facebook account. Colton is simply a beast. Yeah, he absolutely is. Colton was just um dyna- he was dynamic. He was 
unbelievable um, Saturday afternoon out at the event center. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was an incredible performance by, by the runners. Uh, Luis Martinez had a goal like right in front of me there towards the end of the match came over and like banged on the glass, like right, like the panel, like right in front of me. Um, did you poop your pants? No, I did not. I, you know, had it been last year, my first time out there, like I might have, you know, but getting used to the sound, because that, that's something that you, that you don't expect when you first go out there is the sound of the number one, the ball hitting the boards and number, and number two, the players hitting the boards as well at times. Um, but yeah, it was just so much fun and it's the passion and enjoyment that these guys had. It was, um, it's an experience. It is. And, and Andres and everyone at the runners, they put on a fantastic show, um, you know, throughout, throughout the day. Um, whether it's, you know, pregame halftime, you know, the, the post-match meetup on the, on the pitch where everyone can come down and meet the coach, meet the players, get your picture, picture taken with the players with Rio, you know, it, it's just, guys, it's just absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, the, the runners approved two and zero on the season. Uh, let me pull uh, I was pulling up the, uh, the standings here real quick. Yeah. So while you're pulling that up, I'll go and I'll fill some time. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Mershad and Andres. If you're listening, uh, Mershad's a genuine human. Um, I did have to go track him down to, to get a picture. Obviously I had a five-year-old who was interested in getting a picture with him. So the fact that whenever I did find him, he actually took her away from us and walked in front of us and did his thing. Um, and then some, some random dude, Carrying a microphone, tried to get some interviews. Had to push him out of the way. Um, just kidding. God knows I'd love him. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just Mershad just taking the time out of his day to just leaving his family. He was talking to his family, left them behind, and decided to take pictures with the with the little five year old to make her day. It was the best. Yeah, Mershad just super super humble dude. Talk like I said, I talked to him earlier. You heard that just a few minutes ago on the recording. Um, Rashad, nine goals already through two matches. Uh, he is on track for just a tremendous season. Um, so yeah, be, just get out there. Runners, of course, now uh, they're now in first place in the Midwest Division of the MASL two. Uh, they do have a slight advantage over the Amarillo Bombers, who are now sitting at two and one on the season. Um, next match for the runners is January 21st against the Colorado Inferno. Um, now you may remember us talking about the Colorado Inferno last season, uh, where former runners goalkeeper Casey Gasson was playing at the time. Uh, so Colorado Inferno, I believe this game is at the Rio Rancho event center. Yes, it is. Uh, January 21st at 5.05 PM kickoff. Um, guys, get your tickets for this. You can, obviously you can get them day of at the Rear Rancher Event Center, or you, you can get them online. Um, yeah, I don't disagree with this statement at all. Mershad could absolutely be the MVP of the year um, if he if he if he keeps up what he's doing. He could be fantastic. So, uh, yeah, check out the runners. Rear Rancher Event Center Saturday, January twenty first, five oh five p.m. kickoff. NewMexicoRunners.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, uh, at NM Runners. So go check them out, guys. Can't 
tell you just enough just how much fun this is to get out and see them. And they're they're super active on Facebook. They'll you know they'll talk to you. They'll get they'll answer anything you need. Um, so yeah, get out there and and do that. So that is our runners recap for this week. We will have uh, more runners coverage throughout the season. Uh, or we will work on getting Coach Steve Amelata here on the show one night, and maybe a, a couple players or two uh, throughout the season to talk to them as things continue. So. Moving right along to uh, New Mexico United. Uh, we've had a lot of news. USL Championship, New Mexico United related. Jacob, where do we kick off our United coverage for 2023? Uh, so let's go chronologically and uh, start with Josh Doling uh, coming over from St. Louis City to uh, mm-hmm. he is a 25-year-old forward from England, uh, scored eight goals last year in 21 appearances for St. Louis City 2. St. Louis City SC 2. God, that's a mouthful. Yes, it is. Um, oh, the MLS and, NP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I thought it was <laughs> NXTP. I don't know what it is. Anyways, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, he's a he's a young guy, um, has has a little bit of height, 6'2". Um, not a skinny six two though. He's 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 pretty filled out. Uh thinking maybe a dev like comparison there, but obviously a, a much younger dev like comparison there. And uh, I think he's I think he's gonna be a sneaky good pickup for for this club. Yeah, I think so too. This signing was announced um let me go ahead and 27th, 23rd. 23rd. Sorry. I thought it was December 23rd. So yeah, that was our Christmas present from the Mexico United, the signing of Josh Dolling. When you go and you look at this kid's stats, um, he came, obviously Jacob mentioned came over from England. Um, He went and he played at Missouri state where he scored 40 goals and 82 appearances as a, in collegiate play. That's pretty good. Yeah, and this is a guy like super highly rated. A um, lot of good inform- a lot of good things to see out of him. He's got some pace. He's got some size. I mean, we, were, you know, the the club tweeted at us basically, or you know, uh, called us out in one of yeah. our tweets. They said we've been begging for a nine and a and a, and a defender. Well, here's our nine, and uh, so I and, and we we debated later, it. Yeah, four days later we get a defender. So yeah. Four days later, we get a defender. So, I mean, you know, we t- we we kind of looked at this and do, we didn't. We obviously we don't typically record over the holidays. Had a chance to sit with this. We did the the the, the interview with him. Talked to him. Um, great to do that. And and um, you know, when you when in one of our last recordings of twenty twenty two, Jacob, you and I talked about the, what our needs were, what our wants were. How do you think Josh fits into this role? And is this the kind of signing that you were expecting to see out of the club? I, I think it's one of the signings that I was expecting to see. We we typically get a a younger kind of up and coming player um, coming in. I, I think I think we're not done at the forward position. I think we'll see a couple of you know established guys uh, get brought in. Uh, hopefully maybe one of those is like a, a case of editor coming back or, or something like that. But, um, but I think it's a step in the right direction. He's got potential, uh, through the roof basically. Um, and so hopefully we can, we can turn him into something that, that is productive and, and can find the back of the net here and there. 
Earl, how excited were you to to see this signing? And um, did this spell the end of Romario Williams? All right, let's have this backwards. Yes, it did spell the end. Actually, I don't think it spelled the end of Romario Williams. I think Romario Williams last season spelled the end of Romario Williams. Okay. Um, how excited was I to see this? I didn't know the guy. Um, obviously, I was a little out of out of tune for a while. Um, so didn't really phase me. Um, still doesn't really phase me until he <laughs> until he proves that he's good. I, I think this could be. Uh, you know, a, a Sammy Sergi type uh, signing, which when I say that, I know a lot of people might think that he was a bust um, because he didn't necessarily produce at, during the regular season, but he had health issues uh, that kept him out a lot of that season. And so I, I, we saw him come into preseason two years ago and kind of light preseason on fire. Uh, with a, I think I want to say it was four goals in in four games, um, and I could see Josh fitting that mold, but hopefully staying healthy and being able to actually produce during the regular season. Um, that being said, you know we thought Nico was going to come in here and and set the world on fire. We thought I thought Brian Brown a couple years ago was going to come in and set the world on fire. So who knows what. I do think that if we're going to succeed as a club, other than, you know, going out there and finding a, a Nico Brett that comes in and, and stays at the form that he was in when he came in, uh, we're going to have to find some diamonds in the rough like this um, that can come in and surprise people and, and kind of burst onto the scene. And I think Josh has as good a chance as doing that as anybody else. See, that's kind of why I'm at, well, yeah, cool. He came in. Now, if he can actually perform and perform on the pitch uh, at least fifty percent of the time, I mean, I, I'll be happy with that. If it's even two more minutes more than Romario Williams or one more goal more than right. Romario, I'll be okay with that. Yeah, I think, I think in a perfect world, you know, we get five from him, five goals. I'll be happy with three. I think I think five would be tremendous as far as uh, you know. If assuming we have Hurst and Santi and Mondo and Weehan and all those guys doing their part to get five goals from a a, a new player to the USL Championship that's only twenty four, twenty five years old, um, would be fantastic. Yeah, he's the guy that has a very good opportunity to come and produce because you've got. You got guys around him, you know. Obviously, you know Amando is going to be constantly getting to a forward position. Santi's going to be pushing forward. Uh, you know, Christian Nava, Bees, Rivas. You know, these are guys that are all going to push forward. And you've got guys who can play out wide, Harry and Bruce, who can put the ball into the middle. So, it, and Josh, Josh is also a guy who can drive the ball forward himself. We see it in the, some of the highlight packages. Mm-hmm. He can push the ball up the field. So he's going to be put into some opportunities into some chances to where he can make a difference on the pitch. Um, now he's not going to, it's not going to take much to, to have more of an impact on the stat sheet than Romario was, or some of the other guys we've seen over the past couple of years. Um, you know, I, yeah, Robert here, no more two teams, five goals is good. Yeah. I mean, you got a guy who's, you know, uh, who, who did well at the, at a similar level last season. 
you know. I, my only question with him is, you know, if we have Hurst, uh, if we do add one or two more, you know, established, um, more veteran players in the in the championship at that position, how much playing time is he going to get, barring injuries? Which, as I mean, we've been in this league long enough that we should know that, you know, injuries are a part of it. So, uh, assuming he doesn't get injured, uh, assuming he stays healthy, but you can factor in injuries to uh, other players above him if you want. How, like, what would you expect minute wise or match wise from him? Like, how many matches does he start? How many matches does he appear in? Because I'm thinking like single digit starts and like maybe 12 to 15 appearances, depending on what we do with the roster going forward. I, because I'm kind of under the assumption that we bring in you know, two more, two more forwards to kind of fight for, for time up there. Well, I mean, roster is currently sitting at 20 players and we'll get to the, the other signings here and just or, a bit. to kind of sneak peek the, that are you, I haven't looked at the numbers for the roster. Are you counting the three Academy? Yes. Kids yeah. in that? Okay. Yeah. Counting the, the, the three Academy kids in that we're the roster sitting at 20 with six players listed as forwards on the website. Now, I don't expect Alex Wagoner to have a huge amount of time. So that being said, if you're looking at strictly playing in a nine or a ten role, pushing that pushing that top there, or you know, then I think you're looking at, I think you're looking at, at Josh and Greg getting the majority of those of those times. And I think you're going to see maybe Josh and Amondo kind of f- flip in and out a bit. Um. I say maybe 12 to 13 starts and probably about two dozen appearances somewhere there, because like he's a guy you can bring on for Santi. He's getting bring on for Armando for bees that can, that can push the ball as well. So, you know, I think he's got some versatility to him that that's going to let, give him opportunities to play more. Yeah. I mean, that could be Earl. Do you have thoughts or no? No. Okay. <laughs> moving on so so seth got his forward on the 23rd i had to wait a little bit longer but on the 27th um timothy uh, zali is that how you pronounce the last yeah. name I, I i i had it and then i lost the confidence in my head uh, <laughs> for it. um he is a a very tall uh 24 year old center back coming over from switzerland um transfer market has it as a free transfer mm-hmm. uh but it's transfer market so who knows but uh that's the second tier he came from the second tier swedish league uh or switzerland swiss swiss league there we go um and he comes over he he the you know the little highlight package that united put together which is you know essentially all that we kind of have to work on i you probably could find some some packages of them, but I honestly haven't dug that deep on these guys with the holidays. Um, but I, I like what I see. He brings some much needed height. Um, he's, he doesn't seem very thick, but uh, what are you guys? How, how are I, I'm assuming? Well, let me answer for Earl here. Uh, yeah, uh, when he produces on the pitch, I'll be excited about it. Um, you know, I didn't, I was kind of busy over the holidays, and uh, yeah, uh, so yeah. Actually, so, motherfucker. Thanks, Earl. Thanks, Earl. A- actually, <laughs> motherfucker. 
I'm actually excited for this one because for the longest time, we didn't have a two center back, a true two center back. I mean, we, we used, uh, old Seymour. Was it Seymour? Uh, Seymour mm-hmm. did play some center back. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not listed as center back. He's listed as a defensive mid. Right. Um, so yeah, so for the longest time we didn't play with a two a true two center back. So having two true center backs that if we go with three, we can flip a coin on either one, either with Kaylin or Timothy, and we should be fine. Um so for the first time ever, Jacob was actually wrong, like a dumbass. So that's cool. Um, well, and then you're forgetting uh Tete is a center back. Uh Swahi was a center back. Um, but how often do they play center back? Uh, Swahi played center back every time he played. Yeah. And, and, right. and, and Sheed was either center back or fullback, depending on uh, who else was in the lineup. But for the most part, uh, he was he was back there with Kalen too. If we were playing a 4-4-2. And technically, if we're playing a 3-3 or a 3-whatever, a 3 at the back, um, Kalen Swahi, Sheed, Yearwood, all played center back. But so I'm glad you're excited about this signing, though. I'm glad you had an opinion on it. That made me feel better. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, Timothy, he's got some size. You know, we 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 got on the on this on the Zoom call with him. Got to talk to him a bit. Um, English is not his first language. If you listen to the presser we had, um, but he did he did very well. Um, speak English. Um, so he actually has ties to the soccer community here um, <clears throat> in North America. His brother-in-law played for Vancouver of the MLS. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, he's, he's been anxious to come over to, uh, to the U S specific. He specifically wanted to go to the MLS, but this is one of the options that he was presented with. And so <clears throat> he's a guy brings, and we've talked about in years past size. He brings some height to the back line, a guy who can, you know, get into the box on set pieces um, and be potentially dangerous there. But yeah, no, he is a, he is a central defender. He's a guy, I think it's a slide, slide in right beside Kalen. Um, and, you know, he's worked his way up over the past several years um, through the, the Swedish uh, league, through the Swedish pyramid. And uh, so, yeah, he looks, he looks in, entirely, uh, looks extremely promising. Um and I, I think, you know, he's he's excited and talking to him and, and listening yeah. to that. Like, he's excited to be here and, you know, help spread the, the New Mexico United colors over to Sweden. And uh, he was saying that most people there don't even know <laughs> anything about it. So um, <clears throat> I also think that because like last year, you know, we had like uh, Raddy and uh, Sainty coming in from overseas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Raddy specifically, you know, he didn't get signed until... Well, he got he got signed around this time, but he didn't get here until right before the season started. So, hopefully, with uh, with Timothy being signed, you know, a little bit earlier and having time to get things straight, uh, he can get over here, you know, early enough for the preseason that we can see him, you know, full his his full level uh, at the beginning of the season instead of like Raddy having to wait until until three, four, five weeks into the season before he was match fit. Yeah, yeah. I think they're expecting him to be here um, ahead of the preseason. Um, so <clears throat> it'll be good to have have him, like you said, avoid that situation we have with Ratty. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, 
again, two big signings. This addressed the needs that Jacob, that you and I were talking about um, prior to the to our winter break. I'm not sure they're quite the known commodities that we were kind of, ho- or that I was kind of hoping for in those two positions, mm-hmm. um, which makes me think, you know, we're not done there necessarily uh, in those two positions, but uh, it definitely is solid depth for those positions that we were, we were really hurting because I mean, we had one forward on the roster basically as far as like a nine. Uh, to address Robert's question, how many more rising players are we are, are we going to uh, poach this year? Uh, well, first of all, that says pouching. Um, <laughs> you're going to make fun of us. Uh, get it right. Uh, and second of all, you're like three weeks too late on that. Like that was the Santi episode that you needed to do that and ask that question. But um, I don't I don't think Phoenix really has anybody that I want to poach anymore. So, right. The answer is nobody. uh well that being well between that and uh the fact that new mexico united did go ahead and sign three academy players to academy contracts we're getting what timing by david there you go (laughs) perfect timing david Um, logical order david if you missed that and so we started off with with doling and then we're working our way there and and you just so happen to catch us going into this yeah yeah back on the six just a few days ago new mexico and i did announce the signing of uh alex wagoner miles Merritt, and andres robles all to academy contracts it means which means they are all eligible to play for both first team and the academy for the 2023 season um i mean if you follow the academy club the academy if you follow the academy team at all last season you know that alex wagoner had a fantastic season um I mean, all these guys did really and, you know, Andres is the guy that we've been looking at uh, for the past couple of years as someone who could potentially make that step up. Um, Earl, we'll start with you. Looking at the, these three Academy kids, are there, which of these three do you think has the, first of all, um, which of these three do you think has the, uh, has the ability to step onto the first team and make an impact this season? And uh, secondly, why is it going to be Alex? Well, you know, I, uh, I just, until I see him on the pitch performing, I just, <laughs> Sorry, Earl. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't. I don't have an answer. I really don't. Oh, I was right. Okay. No, it's not your answer. I just don't have an answer because I haven't followed the academy kids that closely. Okay. I mean, fair enough. I mean, you know, there are probably a number of folks throughout the New Mexico United uh, Nation that did not necessarily pay a whole lot of attention to the Academy. Um, you know, uh, just to remind folks, the Academy did go out and finish fifth in the nation and in the, in the tournament last year. So, and, and I believe Alex Wagner won the gold boot for that. So, um, and you know, it, was, it was fifth, but it was very close to being better than fifth. Yes. Um, the team that, that we, uh, that ended up. So the way it was, was there were four teams on one side, four teams on the other. They played each other once and then, whoever had the best record from each side played it in the championship, blah, blah, blah. Um, we were very close to finishing at the top of our group. Uh, had it not been for a, I mean, we came back from three, nothing down against Tampa. Oh, was it Tampa Bay? I could be wrong. Uh, the team that ended up winning our group, we came back from three, nothing down. And then they scored late to, to get the four, three win there. Uh, and if that goes differently, then maybe we're sitting here talking about how we finished first because yeah. we played some really good soccer and and Alex uh, was, you know, the the goal scorer is always going to get the the most hubbub about or from these things and 
And uh, sometimes that's a little annoying, but in Alex's case, I think it's well warranted. He's, he has scored year the whole time that he's played on this Academy team. And he looks absolutely deadly. Um, you know, some of his goals were, were of the poacher variety, but uh, sometimes that's what you need. And, and he was just always in the right spot at the right time, but then you could also get the ball at his feet and he could make things happen there too. It wasn't just all uh, right place, right time stuff. And, and um, so I actually have a different answer than Alex okay. uh, for the question than Earl because um, he he's going to come in and go up against these center backs that are you know way more established than what he was going against, and I think he could not necessarily struggle. Yeah, struggle. I'll say struggle uh, with with the talent that USL Championship brings uh, at that back line. However, midfield is something, you know, Navas come in and it took him a long time to score, but we've seen the midfield be very translatable from that younger academy. We've seen Diego Luna come in and do it um, and a few others. And so Robles to me is the guy that I look at as as somebody that can come in and get minutes right away uh, if if we need him and and if he's he's available to us. And so I look at him and he's he might not come in and be like uh, you know four or five goals and and a lot of flashy stuff like Alex could be, uh, but he's going to come in. He's going to be steady. He's going to be solid. He's not going to make uh, huge mistakes. And and I really hope that that we get a chance to see all three of these guys play for the first team at some point this season, whether it's in the open cup or, uh, you know, on some of these, you know, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday matches somewhere in there. I'm excited for it. I don't, I don't think they're going to get a whole lot of minutes. I don't think we're going to see a lot of them like we did for Nava last year. Uh, Get a lot, like we saw Nava get a lot of minutes last year. I don't think we're going to see that. I think it's going to be more like Nava's first year where he was eligible to play for the team and kind of bounce back and forth a little bit. Um, but if, if they can get just a little bit of of uh, playing time under their belt, I think it'll go a long way for them and their confidence. And and I, I'm really excited for for these three specifically. And you know, we had Brucey on, um, you know, right after he got announced that he was coming back, and he's been coaching with these kids. And he didn't throw out names. I asked him what some names that we could look at. He didn't throw out names, but he, he said all these kids are are super talented and and have a bright future. And I think these three are are among the brightest futures that we have for sure. Yeah. Andres Robles, of course, one of the initial signings to the Academy way back in February of 2021, I believe he was the 10th player signed to the Academy. So he's been in and around the the ethos of the the ecosystem here with New Mexico United for a a couple of years now. And, uh, you know, miles didn't come in too far after him. I believe it was uh, August of that year. So, um, these are guys who've been here. They've been around. They've seen the system. They they understand. They have an understanding of you know of what Zach wants to do on the pitch. And and like you said, these are guys that can potentially all three of them can potentially step in and and play contributing roles. Uh, you know, Miles out of the midfield. I think he's got. Uh, I think he's got great vision. I think he has the ability to distribute the ball and put it, you know, into the feet of the guys ahead of him. So um, keep an eye on these kids throughout the season. Um, they're going to be a lot of fun. I think they do have an opportunity to to pick up more minutes than Nava, um, simply because I feel like you know I feel like Miles and Alex may have a little bit more size, a little bit more, um, 
you know, physicality to them than what Christian did. Now we've seen, I mean, granted, we've seen Christian go up against some big guys, you know, um, but I feel like they can step on and be a little bit more physical, a little bit more, you know, productive that way. Um, and, and just, you know, being a presence on the pitch, you know, on and off the ball. So I think there's opportunities there for them. So um, hopefully we can get out to uh, some training sessions here at some point, uh, some preseason matches. David, when's the preseason? I know I, Tormenta announced their preseason today. So, you know, maybe, maybe ours is coming soon too. Um, and, and, you know, have an opportunity to see these guys play against uh, some other, you know, USL caliber. Uh, from what uh, I heard opponents. from um, shameless plug for David here, uh, the United <laughs> sessions, it's somewhere in February, like February 12th, I think is what I heard February 8th, something like that. Well, yes. I, I, yeah, I know. I'm just trying to, you know, <laughs> David, give us some information. We want to know. So um, we, we did see uh, a handful of these guys. You know, we, me and you went to the preseason last year. Yeah. And the FC Tucson match, you know, they had the whole match. And then they had another 45 minutes where we actually got to see them play with Ryden and, mm-hmm. and, and a few other first teamers and saw like Coach Ryden out there, you know, getting them gathered up and, and talking to talking to some defenders back there on how to perform a little better and and so, yeah, that that's going to be awesome to be able to see that, and uh, can't wait for that. Uh, speaking of of schedules and um, you know actually going to games here, uh, United dropped uh, the schedule for for twenty twenty three. The USL dropped the home openers oh, about a week and a half ago, I guess. Um, our home opener is is delayed a little bit. Uh, cause of the work that they're doing at Isotopes Park, uh, not till April 15th. Uh, but we got three matches before that, um, on the road that are, are some exciting matchups and, and, you know, it's, I mean, we, we knew going into it, it was going to be, you know, two against every Western and conference opponent and then one against, uh, the Eastern conference opponents, but we got to find out who's coming here from the East and who, who we're going to and, and, uh, exciting, uh, exciting, exciting stuff. So. Were there were there some Eastern Conference opponents that you guys were looking at? Um, all of them. Maybe a road trip. A little. Um, East. you know, I, I looked at the schedule. I put I threw it all in my calendar. I can't wait for the you know the, the Google Calendar update to come out with all the times and everything. So I figure it out. Um, you know, I'm looking at these, and I mean Cinco de Mayo down at RGV could be fun. Um, and granted that's, that's interconference hell to get to. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I mean, really looking at these dates, I mean, if I had to pick like one or two, especially of the Eastern conference opponents, um, Birmingham, so we can meet with Kaler. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that would be a good matchup. Go out there and see that after Birmingham came here last year. Um, I think, uh, when Detroit's coming here this year, mm-hmm. so that, that's going to be fun to see um tampa bay of course yep so yeah i think i think it'd be in miami i mean if i had to pick and those are the three just because you know the if miami wasn't like right around the corner i think i would maybe try to get that yeah that happening but uh because it's it's you know the first game march 18th um and we're going we're actually oh robert we're actually going to san antonio um i think we leave the 21st to go out there um so so miami's probably not going to happen uh because of that uh, honestly but but yeah so tampa bay 
Birmingham is a good, good, good shout there. Um, I'm excited to see Detroit City see how I, I want to see how well they travel if they bring some some guys down here. Um, and then we I think we have so Detroit City we have three first timers coming to the lab. I believe it's Indy, Detroit City, and Louisville. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming here, Louisville coming here later in the season. That's going to be a fun one. Looking forward to that one. Yeah, that's going to be you're closing out the season. Louisville uh, away at Phoenix and then home to Memphis. Those are going to be some three real interesting matchups there to end the season. Mm-hmm. Um, Louisville, I believe their fans travel pretty well. Detroit City, I don't know, man. I don't think their fans can handle the you know 100 plus degree heat here. So, um, I think they might melt on their way down. And then Robert already mentioned, you know, he's coming here for the for the San Antonio away game or San Antonio home game, which is August 12th. Um, I might might be here. I might not. I don't know exactly when I'm starting. Probably not going to be here. But um, but that one's always going to be a fun one. San Antonio is always a fun team to play. Uh, and then, you, you know, we got all the Western teams that we played last year that will be coming here and we'll, we'll be going there. So not a whole lot's changed. Now, we do not play the first week of the season. Mm-hmm. so will you guys be watching usl games that first week even though we don't play and if so which matches are you guys looking at Oof. i mean yeah i mean obviously we'll be watching you know want to get a, a head uh a jump start look at you know especially a san diego loyal you know you want to look at that uh and you want you want to see miami you know to kind of even get an idea of what we're looking at there uh, going into our first couple of matches um uh, for me though if looking at these matchups and ones that jump off the page to me, loyal Detroit, Detroit city that jumps off the page is one that I definitely want to watch. And I would also say, um, Pittsburgh, Birmingham jumps off the page. Those yeah. are two that I'm going to be keeping my eye on that first. That's week. the one that, that popped out to me. I mean, uh, our, our, uh, our buddy, um, John Morsey over there on Twitter has, um, I think he has Birmingham as his little program that he uses has Birmingham as winning the East. Um, and so <laughs> I don't, I know, I know it's got flaws. It's got flaws. I, 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 I just, I, I have problems with his, with his rankings. Look, I, I get the math. I understand it. I understand what you're trying to do. I just, I think, he, I think his model is still way too high on some teams. Uh, Birmingham, Phoenix. yeah, Birmingham, Phoenix, and a couple others. Like, I just think it's way too high, especially given what Rising's roster looks like right now. Like, well, he he did uh, throw us a nugget there about why Phoenix is a little higher because of some stuff that hasn't been announced. But it's not my place to announce, it, so we're not going to go there. But yes, yeah, you and still, I are aware. You and I are aware of that. Earl does not know. Still, it's um, you know, it's one player. I don't think. Yeah, I do. Bumps him up to you. You you sent the tweet or you sent the message in the group chat, so Earl does know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did I? I don't remember. Yes, you did. Uh, anyways, um, and so what I was saying was, you know, Birmingham going to be a top team in the West or top team in the East. They've been a top team in the East for a while. They came here, they kind of took it to us uh, for sure. Um, and so that is a team, uh, a, a team that I enjoy watching. Uh, and a team that, you know, a match that I, I, I plan on watching uh, for sure. 
Phoenix Charleston is kind of interesting just to see what the hell's going on there. Two teams that drastically underperformed last year. Phoenix is having to go to the East Coast to start the season over there in Charleston. Um, interesting to see there. Uh, Orange County, Loose City. Um, Orange County, another team coming off a down year. Uh, so we'll see what, what they're all about this season. Uh, so some really good matchups that first season. But um, I, I said, if you're going to watch games that first season, uh, we don't know where we're going to watch these games. Um, still have not heard uh, if they'll be on ESPN Plus again or if they'll be moving to a different streaming outlet. Um, what yeah. If it's not ESPN Plus, is there a chance it's, you know, some unknown name or do you think you know uh um a well-established streaming surface jumps in and and tries to get it what 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 do you think is going to happen there well let's get that let's get we did get earl's take on week one so let's get to that we'll get that here in just a second earl had such a good segue too i'm not going to watch soccer because i'm busy with my family (laughs) you know that that statement (laughs) might not be far from the truth <clears throat> um no actually I want to watch the San Diego Detroit game. That'll okay. That'll be good. That's the one that I'm interested in. Um, especially with San Diego making such crazy moves with Lennon Donovan moving out oh. or moving up. Um I just want to see how they react to the coaching change, really. Yeah, there's a there's a number of storylines going on there. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, San Diego has some offseason changes. Uh, the Fighting Landons are still the Fighting Landons, although they may be on their way to MLS. Who knows? Who knows what's going on there? Um, Detroit City, obviously, you know, they came into the league last year, had a really good season. Um, you know, yeah, there's just uh, there's a lot going on. Um, a lot of good things there. Um, shoot, I was looking for something in our in our group text. Um, okay, there it is. Uh, but yeah, uh, to Jacob's point, you know, talking about ESPN, uh, ESPN Plus. Currently, there is no deal, as far as we know, because the USL uh, broadcast rights deal with ESPN, ESPN Plus, uh, ended at the end of the 2022 season. Uh, there is not anything currently in place. Uh, I mean, ESPN also has lost MLS to Apple. Um, Robert over here saying rumor is ESPN is a done deal. Now, Jake Edwards went on the record a while back stating that talks were happening with ESPN Plus, and there were a number of other interested parties as well. Um, Jacob, to your question, where does the league go if not ESPN, ESPN Plus? I... I could see maybe someplace like Paramount Plus picking it up because of all the soccer coverage they already have. Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe Peacock, but I highly doubt that. I don't, I don't see Peacock picking up a picking up lower division soccer, especially when they have the amount of Premier League coverage that they have there. Now, I think NBC Peacock has tremendous broadcasters. I think that obviously be the better of the options um, going anywhere else. But if it ends up going, going somewhere, I don't know. I just don't know where it ends up. I don't see Apple picking him up. 
I don't see Amazon doing it because I don't. I think it's way below Amazon's radar. So, yeah. if there is another home, I just I sure as shit hope it's not Flow Sports. That I just I just hope it's something that is easily accessible, that works, that's not expensive. Right. Um, but I, I really hope it's on ESPN still. Um, I I I mean, four years now we've watched it. I think there's been like one or two matches that we've had like some technical issues with it. Um, you know, we have to use the local announcers, which for us is great when I'm watching our home games. Uh, the away games, not so much, but um, I think that'd probably be the case no matter where we go. So hopefully, hopefully it stays on ESPN. If it doesn't go to ESPN, hopefully it goes to to a Paramount or a Peacock. I I just don't see that happening. So, um. ESPN kind of is like the only only show out there that's like um, you know really sports center, centered streaming service. Uh, so hopefully it stays there and and we we get to watch them because you know I'm not going to be able to get to nearly as many games this year as I have the last few years. So I'm going to be relying on whatever streaming service we use pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping it's ESPN and I I, I think you know uh, Robert I, I don't know um what your source is for it being uh a done deal but hopefully you're correct and we can um continue just firing up espn plus and having it on there let me ask you this if the league does stay with espn espn plus with espn no longer carrying mls matches do you think this opens up more opportunities for usl to be on linear television or you know basic cable <clears throat> if, if it stays sorry yeah if it stays do you think that this opens up properties since they no longer have mls does this open up the opportunity for usl to potentially be featured on channels like abc or even on espn espn2 proper instead of just the occasional like match of the week or do you think it's things like, like, like the sunday afternoon lineup that espn was doing i mean yeah the content in the summer especially is is um needed for espn you know they were having you know one or two mls matches a week um they're on on you know espn or or i think a few of them were on abc i don't see us getting onto abc uh except for maybe like the championship but um but no i I think it could definitely fill in you know a, a sunday afternoon time slot uh a late, you know, eight o'clock Wednesday night ESPN two. Um, hopefully that that, uh, you know, we had I think I think it was like the a, a record last year of like ten games on ESPN's network, mm-hmm. uh, and so hopefully we can get that bumped up a little bit and and really get some eyes on on the US as a whole, USL as a whole, and uh, you know I I think. I think for what it is, I think we probably did pretty good views uh, for the championship and stuff like that. And I hope they recognize that and, and we can get a good deal done, a decent deal done and, and uh, you know, get some money in the league coming from ESPN and ESPN can continue to provide a, a, a good quality platform for us to, to watch these games. Yeah. I mean, ESPN plus seemed to do a, a really good job for the league. I mean, some of the, some of the data they put out show that the the viewership of the league was uh, 
was was growing. You know, the data they showed, especially you know, there were two. I think there were two particular matches that they that they pointed out in which uh, the league drew significant numbers uh, on ESPN linear. So, um, yeah, huge growth opportunity for the league here uh, if they do stick with ESPN. I just hope they don't end up at like Flow or Fox, and even with the departure of Taylor Twellman from ESPN, um, I feel like you know the 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 platform as long as espn continues to use you know the voices and names that we know from around the league uh, i think there's a big opportunity for the league to to continue to grow there on that platform so um oh earl just walked away yeah that's what he does uh robert did send his uh his source it was a tweet uh from phil grooms um somebody had put a tweet out that said uh, that they had released their schedule but didn't say where they're going to be broadcasting phil came in and said that uh it sounds like it's a done deal. I think uh, I think Phil Grooms is is uh, pretty plugged into the USL. He, he was on the USL show for years, um, mm. so hopefully uh, hopefully he's correct there. And and I I would see he say he's a fairly reliable source. So that makes me feel feel a little bit better uh, than when we started this conversation. Uh, so hopefully that gets done. We can celebrate that and uh, and be able to watch all the USL games from wherever we are. Yeah, it would certainly be a, a big thing. So, uh, Earl, we do have I do have one more question for you. And Jacob didn't know that I was gonna I was gonna drop this, but um, we know that you have in the past harbored dreams of becoming a professional soccer player. Um, we know not that you there's not a fucking chance I go embarrass myself on open tryouts for University <laughs> United on January twenty seventh. Not gonna fucking happen. What if I pay for it? I guess he just muted himself. He muted. So that's still a no. Um, dang, I didn't even I didn't even get to to finish it off. I mean, you know, I've, I'm I'm sure losing in a uh, penalty shootout to a mascot, uh, you know, kind of hurts the, the feelings a little bit. So, um, yeah, the the club just announced it. Uh, first time since the inaugural season, New Mexico United is holding open tryouts uh, to join for a chance to join the 2023 team uh those are of course going to be on january 28th down at kramer fields so here's uh, the deal here's the deal because robert said he'll chip in too um tomorrow morning i will open a poll on facebook um it'll go for what the hell's today today is the tomorrow will be the 11th tomorrow's the 11th so it'll go for five days okay so What's five days from tomorrow? That would be the 16th. The 16th, which is Monday. So it goes until Monday. Fucking me, man. <laughs> You're screwed. You're, you are already committed. <laughs> All right. It's like I was saying. I'll open up a poll, and you guys get to vote. If you guys say yes, Earl will go try out for New Mexico United. I don't. I don't think you thought this through. <laughs> I think you're now thinking it through, and the realization is hitting you, and uh, and I'm loving it personally. Um, but this is also pending approval from a girlfriend. Okay. Oh, okay. You can use her. <laughs> There's the caveat. She has to sign off on it. Okay. Well, David, we're about to wrap this up. So, if you got anything you want to tell us, any. Uh, days to be looking forward to now would be a good time uh, uh if Earl goes out for it robert we will reach out we will 
be in touch with David on a daily basis, trying to get permission to be out there and to film. Uh, we'll just film Earl. We won't film anybody else. We'll film Earl and, and see how he does. We'll put that video out. On they're going to put Earl on a separate field <laughs> with the eighth graders and be like, uh, we haven't seen the entire schedule. Hmm. I don't know what that means. That means there's also open cup. Yeah. Well, we know we. I know the the dates for open cup uh, rounds. Um, players, David. I want info on players. <laughs> we don't have times. We don't have locations for all these matches technically. Um, so I mean, there's there's still you know schedule information to come. So um, excited for that we don't. Oh, there are no promo days listed either. There are no promo days listed either on that schedule. So or I'm sure that probably see some preseason in there. Yeah, preseason stuff as well. So yeah, a lot, lot of stuff still to come. But yeah, Robert, I promise you, if Earl goes out for this, we will film it. We will, we will get do everything we can to get permission to go out and film Earl. Um, and Earl, you and I were talking about how we both had considered trying out for you know the runners. Uh, now you know I've obviously got like a decade on you, so you know you're young enough that you could potentially try out for this and still make it. Yeah, so if runners have tryouts, he muted himself again because he's a little baby cry sometimes. <laughs> Next year for runners tryouts, I will be there. Okay. If if I'm not in the academy still, I will be there, and uh, we will see what we can do. There we go. All right. Uh, I think that's that's everything I had. I do have some other things that we can touch on like another time. Uh, definitely some things that we're still that I am following to see what happens with them. Um, but man, guys, it's good to be back. It is good we can to be also, back. We can also, uh, rumor has it, it's breaking rumor news at this point. The runner trials are free, Robert, just so you know. Um, and if they're not free, I know a guy. Um, <laughs> Anyways, what you were in the middle so of. So the breaking news is my favorite pastime, WWE, um, has been. Earl. Earl, we're trying to keep this to an hour. It's rumored to be sold to the Saudi Arabian uh, people group. Oh, really? I didn't see that. Yeah, I, I heard about that. I thought you were going to be talking about Stephanie McMahon stepping down and Vince McMahon coming back and no, and other things. So, okay. Well, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that will certainly be interesting. Uh, so we'll, we'll be following that too as well. Obviously, Real, Real, Royal Rumble is coming up here in just a couple of weeks. Uh, so Earl and I will sit down and we'll talk Royal Rumble here in, uh, in probably about two weeks or so. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, guys, it's good to be back. 2023 is here. New season is just around the corner, like two months away from opening day. Two months away. Like this is... Whew coming down to it so mm -hmm. schedule information u.s open cup information is coming more roster information potentially promo nights preseason all sorts of stuff are going to be popping up here and there um again like i said we're going to keep doing our bi-weekly content probably to almost the beginning of march um maybe maybe we'll start there first in march uh we'll see what happens with the preseason schedule so stay tuned for all that um jacob Earl, any closing thoughts before Jacob gets us out of here. All right. No, no, I think, uh, I think you said it well there. Uh, happy to be back. Um, I mean, it was just three weeks. It wasn't, 
wasn't uh wasn't crazy long but it was you know three busy weeks for um, everybody i'm sure um <laughs> oh, robert and uh you know hopefully hopefully we get some news between now and, and two weeks from now we'll be back uh in a couple weeks uh, around the 24th um with another another episode unless something crazy happens between now and then we might pop on and do a short one uh and and we just i i thank david and robert and and uh new mexico runners and everything everybody that hopped in in the chat uh we appreciate you uh if you haven't listened or if you don't watch live or watch it and you listen on a podcast player uh rate and review uh that all that always uh you know helps us out a little bit tries to get our name out there a little bit more we're we're uh, trending upward uh we're getting more and more listeners every week and so uh, we we just appreciate y'all, and if you have any feedback, uh, message us. You know, we got Twitter, we got Facebook, we've got Instagram. Uh, we all have oh, nice. We also have some, hackers. Some spam uh, in the chat there, um, and so uh, yeah, just uh, hit us up, let us know uh, what you like, what you don't like, whatever, and uh, we'll be sure to take that into consideration. But um, you know, we got two weeks. Keep your eye out for news uh, and notes from Mexico United. We have, when did you say the runner's game is? The 21st? 21st, yep. So we will have a runner's game between now and then at home. Go check that out. Uh, I think tickets are like as cheap as like 15 bucks, maybe even cheaper. I can't really remember off the top of my head right now. I had it last time when we had Andres on, but I didn't uh, didn't commit that to memory. So get out there. Uh, it's a crazy experience from from what Seth and Earl have said. I've, I've watched the games on Facebook. And it looks like a lot of fun to be there. So uh, go go support them just as much as you do United. And, and let's get soccer in New Mexico uh, backfired up for this season. Uh, so until the 24th, guys, something else. You've been listening to Somos Mas, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.